Hello and welcome inside another edition of Indie Star Preps Weekly. My name is Brian Henshi, joined by Akeem Glasby, Kyle Nenrip. We are coming to you pre-recorded from Hamilton Southeastern High School. I almost messed it up again, but guys, I pulled it off. We're here. We're great. The weather's wonderful. How are you boys doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm proud that you got through the intro, Brian. That, <laughs> it makes me feel really good. Yeah, this place will look a lot different Friday night. Should be one of yeah. the best crowds. in the, the Mudsock game is always, it's Mudsock week, and uh, no better place to be, I would say, uh, than, than HSC here. And on a Tuesday morning, there's nobody out here. But Friday night, there'll be probably, oh, five, 6,000 people here probably. This is the calm before the storm coming off a long weekend. Everybody's been firing up and getting ready for what should be a fun weekend. But before we get to that, let's talk about the games that we covered last week. Um, Kyle, let's start with you. You had a big rivalry game last week, right, with Shatard and Roncalli. Yeah, it was a really good game. Uh, Roncalli won 17-14. to uh, Went right down to the wire. I was really – came away impressed with, with really both teams. I thought – you know, I think it ended up being 72 plays, offensive plays for Ron Colley. Chittard at 34, so a huge discrepancy on the number of plays. Uh, time of possession, uh, Ron Colley had two 17 uh, play drives in the second half, but they couldn't quite. Chittard did a nice job of kind of keeping them from putting the game away defensively. They would drive, but then not be able to quite finish the drives. Uh, and then finally got a turnover late. Uh, Ron Colley missed a field goal with about three minutes left, got blocked. It was kind of a bad hold. And uh, or snap. I don't want to blame anybody in particular, but it was a, being a former holder myself. I don't. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be put in that position. But anyway, the kick got blocked. Chatard had the ball back, got to about midfield, fumble. Uh, Roncalli gets it back, goes down, kicks a 29-yard field goal. Levi Wessler, the uh, kicker, his longest field goal of his life. It was fun to talk to him about that because he's he's kind of a new kicker um, for them. He punted last year, but this is his first time really kicking. Uh, place kicking he drills it they win with uh, four seconds left and uh, 17 to 14 but really I thought the story was uh, Luke Hansen and that offensive line man they just they just kind of grind up yardage and I think his longest run was 19 yards but he had 233 total on 47 carries so I mean that's a huge workload and might be something they'll have to you know as the season goes along maybe scale back on uh, using him that much just to kind of save him for the playoffs but uh, but really, I mean, he's he's kind of their offense right now, and they need to uh, be able to probably throw the ball a little bit more consistently, and I think they're capable of that with Eric Moyers, and, and that'll be something they'll just have to work on. But uh, but I, I came away impressed with Chittard. I think that's a team with Drew, J- Drew uh, Van Vliet at quarterback. Uh, really nice arm. He had a 72-yard uh, touchdown pass. It was just perfect um, for a t- uh, touchdown. And then you know, I thought he ran the ball a little bit. He, he was able to scramble some and uh, get out of some, some trouble. So I didn't come away any thinking any less of Chittard and certainly not of Ron Colley. So I think, uh, you know, when you look at 4A, you know, Ron Colley, New Pal, you know, Mount Vernon I think will still be good. Mooresville is 3-0. and uh, So really it's that class is kind of what we thought it would be. And then Chittard I think probably still the team to beat in 3A. So, yeah, really fun game. It was uh, – an interesting game, and I think uh, you know those teams won't see each other down the line, but uh, we'll both be playing deep in the tournament, I think. Speaking of run-happy teams, the game that I had, Noblesville versus um, Fishers last Friday. <clears throat> Noblesville, a team that certainly likes to run the ball a lot, not, not as strong throwing it, but they had it down to a three-point game early in the second half. An 85-yard kick return by Fishers, Joe Anthony Hall. Um, just a blister kick return. Looked like he was going to gonna break it to the house, but he got tackled at the five-yard line. Just an incredible job closing down and taking him down by Noblesville there. Um, but it sort of just delayed the inevitable with Fishers um, capitalizing on that play at the touchdown. It was the first of 21 unanswered points as they turned that game into a blowout real quick. Um, the Noblesville that 
saw last night looked a lot better maybe than the team that I saw last year. I think they played Zionsville. Um, I can't remember who they played when I watched them, but they looked a lot better. Like the offense looked crisp for spurts, and and when they're able to get rolling, they're really good. It's just that when a team's able to shut them down, like Fishers was able to as that game progressed, it's really tough for them to find other answers because once you're able to key in on that run and force them to pass a little bit, it gets a lot harder. Um, that being said, their freshman quarterback had some good throws. He got better as the game progressed. It just, you know, you can tell that with him being young, it just, you know, you're still not there. It's going to take him some time. But um, for Fishers, that was a great response that sets up really nicely for the festivities they're going to have coming up here on Friday. Yeah, John Anthony Hall, if people don't know, uh, sophomore, uh, three-sport athlete. Our story on three-sport athletes will be out soon. Hey. So, hey, there we go. But he is an electric uh, athlete, you know, a long jumper. I saw him long jump this spring. And, uh, you know, just a really one of those type of guys that just doesn't come around very often. Basketball player and maybe his best sports football, you know, and we saw that uh, Friday night. And I think we'll see it, you know, HSE will have to game plan uh, for him, you know, in, in multiple areas. So we'll be fun to see, and we'll talk about that game here in a little bit. But, uh, you know, definitely a kid to watch in the future. Akeem, you had a rivalry game, LC versus LN. What did you What did you take away from that one? Yeah, um, heading into the game, uh, my main question that needed to be answered was kind of how does Montez Jones respond to a poor performance the week before? And the, the answer to that question is he didn't have a chance to because he was, he started the game at wide receiver. So that kind of was a new wrinkle with uh, Tanner Appellette uh, starting at quarterback, the transfer from uh, Bishop Chittard. And uh, on, the, on the LC side, Coach Patterson just – he really heated them up. The pressure was just impressive. I mean, the first third down that uh, LN faced, it was a corner blitz off the strong side. And for a sophomore quarterback, that's just so much to process. And he was pretty much under fire the entire first half, ended the first half with an interception. Uh, LC recorded six sacks total. Um, and so um, Montez Jones actually came back at quarterback in the second half. But at that point, um, LN was already trailing. And LC got a big boost from running back Jayshon McCullough. He entered in the second quarter. He ended up with over 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns. And talking to him after the game, he said he, he feels like he could be the guy to kind of be the main back. So he's a kind of a, an offensive boost that they got. But my main takeaway, again, is just LC's defense. Obviously, when you have a defensive end like Josh Pickens, uh, uh, LSU commit there, you know you can get pressure off the edge. But Coach Peterson was or Patterson was bringing it from everywhere, um, off the edges and from, with three down linemen, with four down linemen, it was really impressive the kind of the schemes they were able to do to get pre- to get pressure. And when LC is playing defense like that, it just makes the secondary job easier, and their front seven can be dominant at times. So that was kind of my main takeaway, just the the dominance of that front seven. And for LN, they need to figure out what they want to do on offense. Uh, talking to Coach uh, Mallory after the game, I don't think it was necessarily a benching for Jones. They just wanted to see what the sophomore can do. But I feel like if they want to have a chance to kind of have a, a much more consistent offense, they need to feature more Jones and more Richardson because uh, Ali wasn't really able to get going as well. So, again, credit to LC's defense for what they were able to do. Um, Kyle, were there any other games that jumped out to you before we start looking ahead to next week? It looked like maybe Mount Vernon was in a bit of a dogfight there. Um, anything else jumping out to you? Yeah, Mount Vernon beat uh, Greenfield Central. That was one of the games that I thought would be a really good one. Greenfield Central hung in there. Their program's kind of been building uh, 35-28. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a week of, like, uh, we didn't kind of have the huge games of week two necessarily. Uh, but I think for, for teams like, you know, Ben Davis – you know, they're really, and I think we'll find out Friday maybe where they're at as a program, but they took care of Pike 38 nothing. I didn't really see that coming. You know, the way Pike had played the first two weeks, I thought that'd be a little bit closer of a game. And also Carmel got their first win. 
Uh, they beat uh, Detroit uh, Cast Tech, and so that's a team we knew they weren't going to go winless, obviously, and they're going to – I think it looks like they can string some wins together here the next several weeks. So uh, that was uh, – and, and then I think one of the other ones was probably the Cathedral Penn game. I was kind of tracking that, and at halftime they were up 14-13 on Penn, and it was actually 13 nothing Penn at one point. So Cathedral really had to fight back. And I'm a little bit concerned for for them as far as their running game goes. They didn't really weren't able to run the ball very well. So you're really relying on Danny O'Neill and John Tibbs, who are great players. Uh, but I don't know if you can win like that in 6A in the, in November. So I, I'm just kind of curious, and no one's uh, going to feel bad for Cathedral certainly in 6A. <laughs> but but I I do wonder kind of how that maybe fits together. Uh, you know, as the season goes along, they got to figure some things out. But uh, certainly capable of doing that but yeah I thought for the most part a lot of things that we probably thought and there were some good some good match I think Whiteland's win uh, over Decatur we were at Decatur last week doing the show and um, you know Whiteland is certainly proving to be a real uh, I think they're the best team in 5A right now so I think that's something uh, we're taking away from this week too. Decatur's what now 0-3? They're 1-2 and two. they they beat uh, Columbus North the first week and then lost to New Pal and Whiteland. What do you make of them at this point in the season? I mean, I think they're going to be a team where, you know, I know they're fighting some injuries too and they have a young quarterback. So that's part of, it's hard when you're playing these best teams where you got a really young quarterback playing. He's a good quarterback. I mean, Bo Polston's going to be one of the best uh, around, I think. But, you know, when you talk about, and you talked about too, Brian, the freshman uh, for, for Noblesville that quarter. So when you're playing a freshman at that at that level, it's hard. So I still think, you know, in 5A, they've been so good and this is kind of an opportunity for them to, you know, with Cathedral leaving and New Pals not in 5A, there's still that opportunity there. I just think right now, like to me, like Whiteland and Franklin look to be overall just better teams than them right now. But I don't know if that'll be the case by the end of the year. We'll find out. They obviously, you know, they still have Ace and Stevens. They still have a lot of good players on that team. But uh, but obviously have some work to do, especially on offense. Absolutely. Let's start looking ahead to next week, Kyle, and I'll just let you run point. Nakeem will jump in as necessary. What games are you most excited about? You picked the one. Actually, let's say Fisher's HSC for last, but other games you're most excited for. Well, I think there's a lot. I think the maybe the most interesting game is Ben Davis and Center Grove. Uh, Center Grove, and that we should have mentioned that too, Brian, but they lost uh, to Trinity, Louisville Trinity, on Friday in double overtime. So that's the end of their – we probably should have talked about that earlier – the end yeah. of their 30-game winning streak, which has been a storyline for, uh, for obviously a long time now. So – you know, I left them number one in our power rankings just because I think you lose an out-of-state team on the road. Comes down to a two-point conversion. I mean, you know, well, that's a coin flip. So uh, I still think they're, you know, I don't know if they are the number one team, but I think they're deserving according to what I think. But, you know, I, I just I don't know how they'll – the interesting matchup there is like, Elijah Price, that offense for Ben Davis, can they – Thomas Gotkowski came in two weeks ago, played really well the last two weeks at quarterback. Uh, Marcus Reese is starting to really, you know, show what he can do at receiver. Uh, how can Ben Davis kind of combat, you know, uh, Center Grove's offense, which didn't even have 100 yards rushing against Trinity. Uh, so that may be a, a bad sign. But I, this matchup to me, these teams have met, I think, the last three years in the semi-state. And Center Grove's won all of them fairly handily. So I think Ben Davis, for them, it's kind of a chance to say, all right, how how much closer are we to, to beating Center Grove now? And maybe they're better than Center Grove. So uh, to me, that looks like the best, you know, maybe not the best game necessarily or the most uh, uh, buildup, but uh, I, I'll be really curious to see how that game turns out Friday. It seems like, and yeah, maybe it's cliche, but it feels like a potential inflection point where if you're Ben Davis, you finally conquer Goliath. And even if you just keep it close and lose, maybe kept it close in the past couple of years in the playoffs, 
could send them rolling and then for center grove then obviously two losses in a row after having not lost in years how do they respond to that then and how do you keep that from snowballing and, and who knows there's no more resilient uh, program or coach than eric moore so i know you know they're gonna they're, they'll bounce and even if they lost this game I, they're they're one of those programs it's always like once it's late october november they're like a different team than they were in august and september they're just they just get better almost every year uh, as the season goes along and they're kind of built their running games normally built for that at the end of the year but i don't know ben davis to me like they have the they have the horses this year to make this a really good and i think defensively with like nylon brown and and what that defense can do i mean i i am curious cuz you know this center grove team's not as super uh, you know talented at the very top end as some of the ones they've had here the last two years uh, so I, th- I think it's a cap- you know, potential upset in that game. Um, Keem, you can anything that you're particularly afraid of. What game do you have this week? I have Whiteland and Franklin, and um, actually I was able to go to Franklin um, and during the preseason and just talk to those guys. And it's kind of what stood out to me was just how close they were in terms of that senior class. They were a team that came up through the Franklin youth system when they were kids and they had an undefeated season you know that kind of class that came in with high expectations and they've kind of stayed together and this is their last hurrah to kind of make a name for themselves and obviously they have Max Clark the potential number one overall pick in the MLB draft at wide receiver and they kind of respect the fact that he's he's kind of he's risking injury just to say it bluntly like football is a contact sport and he's their best wide receiver he's a big play wide receiver so just the continuity that they have and with him at wide receiver I'm interested to see how they can go against a surprising Whiteland team I mean they're 3-0 and and they have a great rushing attack but I don't know if anyone expected them to be 3-0 and at this point so that's something that I'm definitely looking forward to. Kyle, what other games are jumping out to you? Well, I think Cathedral Chittard is one. I think, Brian, you'll have that game. Uh, cheating here a little bit. I, I think the uh, uh, obviously Fishers HSC, you t- we can talk about that in a little bit. Another one is Burbuff and Garen. Uh, Garen beat uh, Heritage Christian on Friday night. They're 3-0 and right now. Uh, Burbuff didn't play because uh, Ritter was unable to play, so they, they're coming off a, a bye week. So, uh, Garen, not, one of those games, again, where it's like if you lose, it's not a huge deal, but kind of be curious to see how far they've come. They only won three games all of last year. Uh, so to be 3-0 and and, and you know playing the way they have, Ryan Zimmerman is just absolutely tearing it up at quarterback uh, through three weeks. So I think that'll be a good one. Uh, another one, Akeem touched on uh, Lawrence Central. They play Warren Central on Friday night, so another huge, and that's a rivalry game that I think will be an interesting matchup. Can that defensive LC slow down Warren, which had a lot of rushing yards uh, this past week against North Central, and a young quarterback? They've been kind of trying some different guys at quarterback, uh, and that's a game I know Warren is definitely going to be up for. I know LC is going to be up for. Uh, you know, Jason West, uh, he coached both those programs over the years now at Franklin Central, and, you know, that's that's been a really good uh, matchup, you know, when those teams are both really good. So uh, that's a good uh, – Weebo and uh, Tri-West, I think, is another one to watch. There's there's a lot. I mean, New Palm Mount Vernon, uh, Decatur Central, Mooresville, and we'll touch on uh, some of these with our picks. But, yeah, I think there's a – there's this week uh, four is almost as good as our what we had two weeks ago, week two. Good stuff, good stuff. I think we should probably get to the picks unless there's anything else you guys wanted to talk about. No, let's get. I'm, let's I'm ready for the picks. Let's delay it. No. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should just let's, end the show here. Let's, yeah, there's let's some ambient let's, noise. Let's, what? No, that, we've, I, no, we've had enough. No, I think we should dive into these picks. <laughs> we're we're currently filing some injunctions on Kyle's request. Um, I have to be a fair and neutral arbitrator, so I'm on Kyle's behalf. I represent him like I represent a team. <laughs> uh, but we are filing an injunction. We are counting him. But as of now, Akeem went nine and one last week. 
Kyle went like one and nine, I yeah, think, in an homage exactly. to Akeem's first week. <laughs> what? Anyway, long story short, Akeem is now a game ahead of Kyle in the pick standings, his first ever lead in the contest. Akeem Glasby, the same gentleman that went winless in his picks debut, has a lead on the King. Akeem, how you feeling? You know, I, I just want to pat myself on the back. Um, I think this is a testament to my hard work and research that I do <laughs> week in and week out to best Kyle Nedenrip. I mean, you can't just roll out of bed and pick better picks than Kyle. So, I mean, a credit to Kyle for being great. But also, oh, thank you. Thank I you. like, this, I like the, just, ba- the backhanded compliment. Yeah, you know, but I also <laughs> want to acknowledge my greatness and knowledge. And, um, you know, this is not something I take lightly. And hopefully I can keep this lead for the rest of the season. So you're the glass, be ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Kyle, how do you respond? You know what? I, I just want to see how he plays with the lead. You know, is he going to hold the ball? Is he going to run the four corners? Yes, I'm, we're going to pick the same we games have... for the rest of the year, <laughs> yeah. so I, I can't lose. He's just going to match me, yeah, uh, step for step. Mm-hmm. No, I thought uh, actually, you know, last week there was a lot of. I mean, there were some games I thought when we picked him last week. You know, like the Greenfield. Uh, Mount Vernon game I thought would be a toss-up. So there was a lot of good, you know, the Whiteland-Decatur. I think I picked the Decatur that game. I did the hometown pick. So I got some, you know, I made. I went out there on a limb a little bit, kind of like you did that first week last year, and I, I, I and I lost big time on them. Yeah, yeah I, w- I was right, and Kyle went out on a limb. So There's been some good parody, though, in all seriousness with these games, you know, where you can't pick them. It's not all chalky. Like, it felt like last year there were long stretches. And obviously we're only three weeks in, so that's still potentially going to happen. But, yeah. You know, it, it feels like there's a lot more parity, a lot more unpredictability with some upsets, be it a Whiteland, be it with Decatur Central losing, right. and, and things like that going along here. Yeah, and I'm going to try to pick, uh, when we do these 10 games, you, you may not always see, like, the the top 10 matchup against someone who's not. We'll try to do games that are relatively even, so that makes it fun, I think, too, to, to where we may pick some different games, you know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you, Akeem. Akeem has been working so hard, folks. Like I, It's all he, he thinks about. It's all he's, we, it's just, It is. We walk into the office, and there's Akeem in the weight room just with the book <laughs> and the computer just doing research. He's looking at Kyle's old stuff. It's like it's know your enemy. And there's right. Akeem, again, putting in the hours and nobody else wants to. Yep. And he's up there reading Kyle's stories he's, from like 06 and 05. <laughs> and it's like, Akeem, Kyle wasn't even here in 06 and 05. But Akeem's like, no. You got to know him, right. and and he's done that, and you tip your cap, and it's a really proud moment. And God, Kyle is going to curb stomp you this time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. We may have a lot of the same picks. I, I think you've awoken a dragon. We're going to save <laughs> HSE and Fishers for last so we can talk about the game a little bit more in depth. So let's go ahead and start this week's picks with Center Grove at Ben Davis. Akeem, why don't you lead us off? Yeah, I mean, like it's like Kyle said, if when you don't lose for thirty straight games and a, a program like Center Grove that has a lot of pride, I, I kind of would hate to be that next team that they see coming off a loss. It's not something they've experience a lot but I, I will say Tyler Cherry the quarterback has been improving every single game that's kind of a, a good sign to see 82 yards 180 and then 222 in his last game so that's that's a positive sign I'm going center grove yeah I've got to agree I think the sort of the resilience like I mentioned that that program has had over the years I, but I'm not going to be uh, you know I, I kind of hedge it there because I, I would not be surprised to see Ben Davis the way they you kind of look back to their week one loss to Brownsburg you know, and you look back at that, it's like, well, they were right there without their starting quarterback uh, playing in that game. So, you know, that's, I think, something to, to be aware of. And, you know, I am going to pick center grow, but, you know, I, I think Ben Davis will, will give this a good game. And I, I wouldn't be real surprised to see them win. It comes down to me, can they consistently stop the running game of Center Grove and you know Center Grove hasn't ran the ball quite like they have uh, in previous years but uh, I'll be really curious to see how this goes but I'll take the Trojans. 
Franklin at Whiteland, the game that Akeem's going to be at. Kyle, why don't you start us off with that one? Yeah, I think this is going to be another one that, uh, again, rivalry that Whiteland has dominated. They're both Johnson County uh, programs. Uh, you know, But Peyton Emberton in that running game, there have been over 300 yards every single game. I would say in the history of football, if you run for 300 yards, you're probably going to win about 98% of the time. I don't know if they'll get to that point, but I, I think they'll run the ball well enough to beat Franklin and uh, move to 4-0. Yeah, and I mean, I know I spoke glowingly about Franklin earlier uh, this show, but like Kyle said, I mean, Whiteland 315 yards per game to be exact. Peyton Emerton <laughs> 142 <laughs> yards per game. Just, just so you know, I got to get these numbers off. This somehow. is why he won last week. Yeah, because yeah, so, the decision. Uh, again, with that, <laughs> There's no rounding up or down here, brother. With that option attack again, like Kyle was saying, if you can if you can get that rolling, it's so hard to stop. And if, if you're able to get a lead, it's so hard to play catch up as well. So I'm going Whiteland. Akeem, what you got for Cathedral Bishop Chatard, two and one team going at it? Yeah, again to kind of echo what Kyle was saying, um, Danny O'Neill is, is a great quarterback, and they put a lot on his shoulders. And uh, twelve touchdowns, no interceptions. Jadron Tibbs about ninety yards per, per receiving per game. I mean, yes, they can't run the ball, but again, when you have two studs like that at quarterback and wide receiver, I think that can get the offense going and kind of carry them and create big plays. So I'm going to go Cathedral. I wouldn't be surprised. I'll take Cathedral too, but I wouldn't be surprised if they really kind of come out and try to establish the run up up in, in uh, Chittard, that Ron Colley game. They are a lot smaller up front than Ron Colley and, and will be against Cathedral. Uh, they held up really well, I thought, for the most part, but I, I, I like Cathedral to uh, to get out of there with the win. What do you make of that for Buff uh, Garen Catholic game? Uh, I that Another game that should be really good. 2 0 uh, Burbuff and, and uh, or I'm sorry. Two and oh, one and one, one and one, Burbuff, one and one, three and oh, Garen, yeah, three and oh, Garen. So, uh, I think Burbuff, the way they came out and beat Tri West, to me, I think that just says kind of who they are. Um, you know, they lost that first week versus Chittard, obviously. So, um, but I, you know, Garen has been a team that I think is, is, you know, they're going to put up a lot of points this season. Uh, how do they stack up against Burbuff's uh, front seven? I, I think, I think Burbuff will win, but I do think it'll be a close game. Okay. Yeah, and I think it comes down to the quarterbacks. Uh, Kyle talked about the season that Ryan Zimmerman's having. Nolan, Nolan Buckman actually is struggling a little bit with four interceptions through two games, but I think he'll get it going uh, this game, and I think Nolan will probably throw for three or 400 yards, so I'm going rebuff. Lawrence Central at Warren Central. One and two Lawrence Central's playing at two and one Warren Central. Akeem? Yeah, um, like I said, I was able to see LC last week, and I think Jay, Jay Sean, they call him Bam Bam McCullough. Um, he's a, a really talented back. He's a junior. I feel like he kind of gave the offense a spark. Uh, Bryson Luter is kind of a the point guard of the offense that can distribute and, and run when he needs to. With that defense playing uh, the way they are, I'm actually going to go LC. when might be an upset to some people, but I'm, I, I'm correcting my mistake from last week. Only game I got wrong, I don't know if you heard that. I went 9-1. and 9-1, and one, but, uh, I'm Which going, one did you miss? Because I got that one right, Yeah, actually. I missed LC. <laughs> LC is coming through this week. I'm picking LC. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, this might be a toss-up uh, type of a game, I, I think. Uh, if Warren Central, though, they – if they can run the ball, that reminded me of the old school Warren Central teams where they would run. They'd have multiple guys with 100 yards or 90-some yards. So I think they're getting that swagger back to them. Um, quarterback still maybe a little bit of a question mark. They've turned it over probably a little too much uh, from that position, and that's scary when you're playing a defense like LC that has playmakers on that side of the ball. So the overall, the high-level talent, I think LC maybe has an advantage, but I'm going to take Warren Central to, to win that game at home. 3-0 New Palestine at Mount Vernon, a battle of two of the top teams in their respective class. Yeah, this is a rivalry game again. You know, there's not a lot. If you remember back, uh, 
yeah, two years ago, Mount Vernon was the team that ended that 65-game regular season winning streak that New Pal had. Wow. And, and if you could have had, you know, they couldn't have the huge crowds there because of the COVID year, you know, and it was still kind of a crazy atmosphere. But that would have been something else. But, yeah, there's not a lot of love lost. I think New Pal, you know, after watching Mount Vernon win a state championship last year, they have been looking forward to this game for a while. And I know talking to them even this summer, uh, you know, they they try not to say too much about this about Mount Vernon because it's just that type of it's kind of that Ohio State Michigan type of thing yeah. but the players know each other that you know it, it, it I think it'll be good I think Mount Vernon's going to come ready too but I, I'm going to pick New Pal. Akeem? Agreed I'm, I'm going New Pal as well I mean they just have so many playmakers at, at every level of the team I mean I've talked a lot about the offensive line and then they have Grayson Thomas at running back and Tippett at quarterback and, and Michael Thacker at defensive tackle he's probably been one of the most defensive or disruptive defensive players that I've seen he just picked up an SEC offer from Tennessee I mean he's he's the real deal as a sophomore so I'm going New Pal. Western Boone 3-0 at Tri-West 2-1 who you got there Akeem? Uh, I'm going with Tri-West. Uh, Ty Owens, three touchdowns last week. Davon Brown is an explosive runner back. Uh, I'm going with Tri-West. Yeah, again, this should be a Sagamore Conference rivalry. I think should be a really good game. Western Boone kind of showed the last uh, three years they'd lost to Western in week two in really close games. They got over the hump and beat them this year. Uh, should take a lot of confidence in, into this game. Uh, Tri-West, you know, they, they got beat pretty handily by Burbuff. I don't think that's anything really to – to worry about too much if you can start putting things together again. Uh, again, I think this is a game that could could be a you know a, a touchdown or a field goal type of game. Uh, I'll take Western Boone to win. I like the name Sagamore Conference. Sagamore. Off the tongue. Yeah, it does. I like that. That and Weebo are two of my favorite words to say. Um, looking down the list as we round out the list here, uh, Decatur Central 1-2 and two at Martinsville. Um, Kyle, is this the week that Decatur Central picks up another one? I'm going to stick with them. I, I think this is the week they get back on track. And, and uh, Martinsville's undefeated, though. So I, I think that and, – and Tyler Atkins, one of the better quarterbacks uh, in the area. So can, can – Decatur kind of heat him up and make him make mistakes. That'll be kind of something they'll have to be able to do. Uh, but I'm a, until the Hawks uh, get a win, I'm going to stick with them and, and uh, believe in them. Akeem? Well, yeah, I mean, like Kyle mentioned earlier, obviously they have Decatur as a young quarterback and Bo Polson, who's a freshman. Martinsville has a senior quarterback in Adkins, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. I'm taking the experience at quarterback over the inexperience, and I'm, I'm going with Martinsville. First game where they differentiated on so far this week, Triton Central 2-1 and one at Monrovia. Akeem, who are you going with in that one? Yeah, I mean, both these teams have really explosive offenses. Monrovia averaging 36 points per game, Triton Central 34 points per game. I think it's going to be a shootout, but I'm going Monrovia. Kyle, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. They, uh, I'm a Mar- uh, Monrovia won that game uh, last year. Triton put up 41 points on uh, Lutheran this past week. Lutheran also lit them up on the offensive side and scored 54. So I don't know, you know, do you take the positive or negative away? I don't know, but uh, I'm going to take Triton. I think that'll be uh, another really good conference game, and, and uh, I think a battle back and forth could be really high scoring again, like that Lutheran game was. But I'll take uh, Triton Central to win. And now for the game of the week, Clark is going to Photoshop in some crowd behind us, CGI, <laughs> and, and make it really loud and epic and dramatic. Fisher's HSE Friday night at this field, two three and zero teams going at it. Kyle, I'll let you go first. What do you make of this matchup, and then your pick? Yeah, Clark and I were here last year, and and it was just an, or not here, but we were actually at Fisher's last year, uh, where they hosted the Mudsock game. But this atmosphere is always. It used to be, I think, week two. They moved it back in the season a little bit, but it's always like feels like kind of a a kickoff to the school starting again. And they're on both sides. It's blue on one side and red on the other side, and it's just a very colorful atmosphere. And 
and a lot of fun. I mean, I, I think that's – and even I remember leaving here last year, Fishers, and it was an hour after the game and you couldn't even still get out of the parking lot. It was just so crowded. So I think that's the first thing you look forward to is that atmosphere. But I also am looking forward to see how does has, – has Fishers kind of closed the gap? Uh, HSC beat them handily in the sectional last year. And really the regular season game was close uh, late in the third quarter. HSC kind of pulled away. Fishers didn't have that explosion on offense that they needed. Now they have that with with uh, with Hall. They also have uh, Kobe Martin at running back to go with Carson Dunn. So they kind of have that thunder and lightning a little bit. So you know they're going to have to hit some plays in the passing game. And HSC's defense is really good. Uh, they held, they beat uh, LC the first game of the year and held them to seven points. Uh, so they they're really good defensively. Uh, and maybe not quite as explosive on offense, although Ty Bradle does have some experience at quarterback, and they can run the ball too. So I, you know, I, I think it's sort of again. There's a lot of games like this uh, that we've seen this week that I think are sort of toss-up matchups. You know, I'm going to take HSE. I think, and I think it's going to be a really good game though. And I'm I'm a little hesitant to uh, not pick Fishers because I like how they're playing. But I'll take the Royals on their home field uh, to win the Mudsaw game. Akeem, who you got? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think in this game that home field advantage is kind of important. I mean, I would imagine it's going to be packed out in a great atmosphere. The home team might get a little more kind of boost of momentum and just energy playing in front of its home crowd. But like Kyle said, I mean, Fishers does have a very explosive offense. Martin averaging seven yards per carry. Carson Dunn at six yards per carry. So when you have two that two-headed monster, like I always say, it's going to be really tough to stop. And they, they can get the, those explosive plays that could swing the game and maybe quiet the crowd from time to time. So I'm actually going to go Fishers. Interesting. So they're splitting paths on two games <laughs> this week. So if you want Akeem, you want what? You want Fishers? I believe. Did we differ? Uh, LC Warren Central LC as well? Warren. I pick Warren. Yeah. Okay. There were a few. So, yeah, we, I think we're like at four. Four okay. different games. Well, yeah. counting's hard. <laughs> I used up all my energy and all my brain power hyping up you winning the picks, brothers. you got to okay. pick me up somewhere. I got you. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, Mud Sock Week across all sports. I think mm-hmm. for boys soccer, girls soccer, volleyball. Clark and I will have coverage in the volleyball match of Fishers HSE. That one should be a lot of fun. Both soccer games should be great as well. The girls team, HSE, Caroline Kelly has scored, I think, in all but one game this year. That was against Noblesville, and she still has a great chance in that game. She's a fun kid to watch. And then both boys teams are good. Fishers, boys are among the best in state, as are HSE. They're top of the coaches' polls, and our Fab 15's there for a while, too. So it's a really fun week here in Fishers. Um, before we get out of here, what do you guys have coming up this week? Like Kyle mentioned, we worked on a story together about three sport athletes that should be out sometime. I think we mentioned it last week, but it should be out sometime this week. I, I think believe. Wednesday morning. So I would look for a Wednesday. We're uh, we're getting some photo uh, finished up with that. So I think look for a Wednesday online, and uh, and also thanks to uh, HSE for letting us come out here and Absolutely. shoot the video. Uh, uh, Jim Self, the AD out here, let us come out and. Really has been uh, pretty quiet out here, so maybe we'll just <laughs> hang out here and, and throw the football around for a while. We'll be uh, some uh, first people in the stands for the game. <laughs> That's right. And Akeem slapped him in the face with a pick for Fisher. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. Akeem, do you have features, stories coming up this week? You got the three athletes thing. What else have you been yeah, working on? No, um, maybe a high school football story, but I'm not exactly sure. We're so. working on something for next week, too, yeah. but I yeah. uh, don't want to say no what that is just yet. Yeah. We got wrestling coming up soon. I know Kyle has been kicking it around. I've been starting to dive in a little bit to basketball season. Winter sports are almost here. I don't have anything to add to that, Brian. Thank you. Well, it'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's a good, all. awkward note to end the show on. <laughs> we thank you all so much for watching. Check out Kyle on Twitter for post-game spaces. We had one last week, a controversial oh, yeah. episode yeah. Of, <laughs> yeah. of Kyle Spaces with Kyle Nendrip. Um, <laughs> Akeem and I will be along. Clark will be at that game. He'll be with me for volleyball. 
been a lot of fun. We thank you all so much for watching. We'll be talking to you next week.